sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host kenneth cotterell and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about everything from the daily news dump from the day prior to games to keep an eye on from the daily slate and cap it all off with our three team parlay of the day feel free to comment as we wade through the waters and betting lines on today's episode and let's have a great Friday. Who doesn't love Friday? It's the best day of the week. So our episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets on this show as well. Not only do we do parlays, but that doesn't mean that you can't bet them straight up and always bet responsibly as we preach over here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. So the player shout out of the day has to go out to Igor Shesterkin. I mean, let's face it, the Rangers have been completely outplayed in both of their games, but they find themselves tied at one to one. And a big reason why is Igor Shesterkin. Had Tyler Hero not won six man of the year, he would have got this player shouted a couple days ago because he made the second most saves in a playoff game in NHL history. It unfortunately came in a loss, but when you make 79 saves, you got to give a guy a shout out there. And he was great last night too. The Rangers win the game, but he made 39 saves. And so our player shout out of the day has to go out to Igor Shesterkin. Obviously, we're hopeful for the Rangers with that future bet of plus 800 to win the East, but he has been as advertised so far. And let's face it, he played like that most of the year. The Rangers rely heavily on him to play well, and so we're giving him our shout-out of the day. Now, let's talk about last night's bets. Uh, tough NHL night, let's be honest. I mean, the Rangers in Pittsburgh, they go over 5.5, 5-2. But then a couple low-scoring games, and one in particular was very surprising. That was that Colorado-Nashville over 6.5. It's a 2-1 to game in overtime, and it's just Nashville's goalie st- stood on his head. Uh, Nashville couldn't deliver an extra goal or two for us either, and so we lose that one. Dallas and Calgary over 5.5. That one misses at a 2 nothing game when Jake Ottinger is going to play that well. It's going to be tough for that over five and a half. So once again, another low scoring game in that Dallas and Calgary game. And then our juice line play was the Padres money line versus Miami. We cashed that one two to one game there. So two and two day overall wasn't great. Wasn't anything special, but we get close to the positive with those two. Then the hedge fans lay Blue Jays lost. Unfortunately, shout out to Francis for that play. Um, it was a close game, six to five. What are you going to do? 
Um, and then you got the Mets money line shout out to Rob. I don't know how he keeps doing it because the Mets were down seven to one entering the ninth inning and they come back to win the game eight to seven. So Rob cashes that plus money play on the Mets. And then shout out to Andrew Kahn, Stars money line. What a winner. The guy puts out a plus 200 play and it hits. You got to give credit where credit's due. So shout out to him and the Boomtown pod. They recorded an episode last night. Definitely one you want to go and check out over at the Boomtown Pod social media accounts. So with that, let's get into the daily news dump. Heading back to the ice with those playoff results. You had the Panthers beating uh, Washington 5-1. to one. Sergei Bobrovsky with 26 saves. Got plenty of scoring, whether it was Ekblad or Barkov or Marchment or Lundell or Verghag. I mean, it was an all-out team effort for that one to even up the series. Vanessic only makes 14 saves for Washington, and Backstrom uh, was the lone goal scorer for them. So one-to-one now heading to Washington for games three and four. Let's see if Washington can make a series of this one. Rangers win 5-2 to versus Pittsburgh. We already talked about it. Shesterkin with 39 saves. They got an all-out team effort as well, whether it was Kopp, Strom, Kreider, Panarin, Vetrano. They had a lot of scoring in this game. Domingue made 35 saves, so he didn't play terribly, but it wasn't enough. Crosby and Gensel, their two best players right now, score both their goals in that game. Colorado-Nashville, 2-1 in overtime. This is one where it felt like Nashville had to get the result with how well Connor Ingram played in order to make it a series, but they weren't able to do enough. Ingram makes 49 saves in the loss. Trennan scores for them. Kemper makes 25 saves in the win. McKinnon scored early, and Kale McCarr scores the overtime winner. And Calgary and Dallas, 2 to nothing. Ottinger with a 29-save shutout. Raffle and Pavelski score the goals for them. And Markstrom makes 21 saves in that game. So we, they will be 1-1 heading to Dallas for those games. Colorado up 2 to nothing heading to Nashville. Europa League. Rangers beats Leipzig. What a result. Rangers win 3-1 to one to advance to the Europa League final, stunning Leipzig, who were heavy favorites coming into the tie. Tavernier scored in the 18th and Kamara in the 24th, and suddenly they're up 2-1 to one and we had a game on our hands. And then Takunin scores in the 70th minute to tie up the tie, but then Lundstrom in the 80th seals it. So the Scottish club advanced to the Europa League final. And they will be meeting up with Eintracht Frankfurt, who took on West Ham. I mean, West Ham shot themselves in the foot early. Cresswell takes a red card in the 19th minute. That's not going to make things any easier for your team when you're already trailing. Bohr scored in the 26th for Frankfurt, and that all but sealed it. We know that Frankfurt's going to be probably heavily favored in that final versus Rangers. We'll have to wait and see what that betting line is going to be on that game, but should be an exciting final nonetheless for two clubs that you don't really expect to see in a Europa League final, but they got there nonetheless. And then we'll do a quick rundown of the MLB lines from yesterday. The Angels win 8 to nothing versus Boston. I should probably flip the logo around after how they played yesterday, so we'll have to do that. Otani with 11 Ks and the 8 line pushes. Brewers win 10-5 to versus the Reds. Hauser with 6 Ks. Colorado beats Washington 9-7. Five homers in the game, plenty of deep balls. 
for this one. Cleveland 6-5 versus Toronto. Savale gets 8Ks in the win. The Mets win 8-7 versus the Phillies. Seven runs in the ninth for the Mets, as we talked about. Shout out to Rob once again for what we considered a dead game pretty early on, and for them to come back and win was really impressive. Baltimore wins 5-3 versus Minnesota. Baltimore had five home runs. All were solo bombs, so they pick up the win. Houston wins 3-2 over Detroit. The Padres win 2-1 versus Miami. Martinez went seven innings, four Ks. And then the Rays, 4-3 versus Seattle. Shane McClanahan, he had five innings pitched and five Ks in the win. And then St. Louis wins 7-1 versus San Fran. Mikolas picks up the W in that one. So, game lines to monitor tonight. There's only really one that we want to keep an eye on. And it's because they keep casting doubt over what's happening with Joel Embiid tonight. Because he's out, but then it's, well, he's out, but he could still go. So, I don't really know what they're thinking there. I don't think he's going to go. Orbital bone issue. I think this series is all but lost. He might try and go tonight to kind of save the series, but I don't think that Philly has enough offense without him to get it done. So that will be one to keep an eye on. If Embiid does end up playing, might be worth sprinkling Philly money line just in case, but this is one that we're just going to keep an eye on what Joel Embiid's health status is at. Might even determine whether we're going to tune into the game, honestly, because if he's not going, I'm probably not that interested because... Miami's just dominated the first two games. I've seen no indication that Philly's going to make this a series. We talked about it yesterday. Harden scores just 20 points, but outside of Tobias, Harden, and Maxi, they got 28 total points from the rest of the team. So is Doc Rivers going to continue to play DeAndre Jordan, who's an absolute liability out there? Is he going to go to Paul Reed or Matisse Thibel? Like To me, if you play Thibel and you spread it out, then you have a chance, but Doc hasn't made that choice yet and so if deandre jordan starts i just think it's not really a game worth watching they're gonna end up getting smacked lots of big games today though i mean we talked about those playoff games that heat and philly one heat are currently minus three that might change if Embiid goes but once again don't think it's going to be the case and then we have that other game in phoenix and dallas can luca get some help in this series now that being said he's very ball dominant and when your next two best guys, at least to me, are Dinwiddie and Brunson, and you're taking the ball out of their hands, which is their strength, I think it can make things a bit tougher for them. But they need to figure out a way to knock down shots. Guys like Davis Bertans, Dorian Finney-Smith needs to hit some shots as well. He just needs a bit more help from the rest of his team, and so let's see if they can get that tonight. Or is Phoenix just going to go up 3-0, all but clinch the series, and then they're going to be moving on. So Phoenix minus one tonight might be a part of our betting card. We'll have to wait and see. I'm excited for WNBA openers tonight too. I'm, I'm a big fan of the WNBA. I love their league pass. I think it's actually a crime that their league pass is like 20, 30 bucks. Like I got it last year, got to catch a lot of great games. The opener is going to be the Indiana Fever and the Washington Mystics. I mean, the Fever were six and 26 last year. The Mystics were 12 and 20. Not the best opener, but that being said, there's a lot of young talent that's going to be in this game. Let's not forget the Fever had three of the top six picks in the draft. So we get to see the second overall pick, Melissa Smith. We get to see Emily Angister as the fourth pick. And we get to see Lexi Hall, who's the sixth pick. So 
it'll be fun to see them. The Mystics also got the third pick, so they'll have Shakira Austin. So this is just, it's one of those league pass games where it's like, okay, it'd be like watching the Magic and Pistons, but you get to see Cade, you get to see Franz Wagner, you get to see Jalen Suggs. That's the appeal of watching that game. And I think it'll be definitely a fun one to tune into. Then you've got the LA Sparks and the Chicago Sky. They go at 8 Eastern time. The Sparks were 6th in the West last year. They didn't have a great year, despite the fact they were one of the premier franchises for a long time in the WNBA. And Chicago was 2nd in the East. They're at 16-16 and last year. The Sparks, though, they added Liz Cambage, the big Aussie. She left my Vegas Aces, unfortunately. They've got Tia Cooper. They've got the Omungake sisters. Boy, I really butchered that last name. But they've got those two sisters that are incredibly talented. And so the Sparks could have a bit of a better year here. And Chicago, what's so exciting about this game? We finally get Candace Parker back. Really excited to watch her play once again. They've got Allie Quigley. They've got Courtney Vandersloot. They've got Kali Copper. Overall, I think this is going to be a great game. Then you've got the Minnesota Lynx taking on the Seattle Storm. These are two of the better teams in the league. Minnesota were second in the West last year, and then Seattle were third. They were 21-11. and 11. Sue Bird and Brianna Smith are on Seattle. They're always must-watch TV, so I'm going to definitely tune into that one. But I'll primarily be tuning into this last one, which is my Vegas Aces taking on the Phoenix Mercury. The Aces were first in the West last year. They were 24-8. and eight. They've got Aja Wilson. They've got Kelsey Plum. Unfortunately, they lost Liz Cambage, so let's see how they're going to look this year without her. The Mercury, they were fourth. They were 19-13, and 13, but they've got a loaded roster. Unfortunately, no Brittany Griner, it looks like. Uh, they have Kia Nurse. They've got Diana Taurasi. They've got Skylar Diggins. They've got a lot of talent here, so maybe Phoenix is primed for another late run into the playoffs. Another Phoenix basketball team doing well. Who would have known? And then in the NHL playoffs tonight, we got four games on the slate. Carolina and Boston. Boston's minus 140 tonight, but they're going to Swayman tonight. No uh, Allmark for them in net. Looks like Ranta's going to go once again for Carolina. If he doesn't go and Anderson plays for whatever reason, I would definitely be swinging for that Carolina money line. This is one that I'm intrigued by. I might just bet it straight up, uh, depending on how I'm feeling closer to puck drop, but that's one of the games on the slate. You've got Tampa Bay taking on Toronto. They're only minus 115 at home. This series has been interesting because Toronto dominates game one. Tampa dominates game two. They still have Campbell and Vasilevsky between the pipes. So this will be a great game to tune into tonight. Then you've got Minnesota and St. Louis. Much like that Tampa Bay and Toronto one. St. Louis, they're minus 120 at home. Flurry played great in game two. Husa was great in game one. Who's going to be the better goalie in game three and take the commanding two to one lead in the series? We'll have to wait and see. And then you've got the Kings and Oilers. Oilers are minus 140 in this one. Mike Smith and Jonathan Quick once again going. Smith coming off that 6 to nothing shutout. But then Quick got the win in game one. So we'll also see if this one's going to be a series or not moving forward. Uh, no player prop line today as of yet. Once again, want to keep an eye on some of these player lines, whether it be NBA, whether it's uh, maybe a pitcher that we like some K's today. Maybe Shane Bieber. That might be our player play. We got to go and take a look at what his line is. And that one might be a bit of a homer given that he's on my fantasy team. But let's get into the competitive lay of the day. 
I uh, this is our daily three team parlay. No odds are worse than minus one fifty. You can bet these straight up. You can bet them in a parlay. You can even throw in our alt lay play as well if you like. Completely up to you. Just bet responsibly and bet with bet. 99 using promo code shooters. So first one that we like tonight, Dallas and Phoenix over 219 and a half. Dallas playing at home. I think they're going to score plenty of points. I think they cross 110 tonight pretty easily. Uh, The question is, will Phoenix match them? I think they will with their depth and talent. I just like this play because I think Luca's going to come out and he's going to score a lot. If I could find a line on him scoring 40 plus, I would bet it tonight. Think he's going to have a monster game for them. Let's see if Brunson can help. Dinwiddie can help, as we talked about earlier. Um, but Phoenix, Chris Paul played great last game in the fourth. Devin Booker is going to consistently give you 25 to 30. Mikhail Bridges plays well. If DeAndre Aiden gets going as well, there's a lot of offense here on this team. So I like the over 219 and a half in that one. Second one is Philadelphia and Miami under 210 at minus 110. I just don't see Philadelphia scoring much, even at home. Um, I think Miami could hit 105 to 110, but I don't have faith that Philadelphia is going to hit 100 points. And everyone keeps talking about Harden needs to do this, Harden needs to do that, Harden needs to do this, Harden needs to do that. And I'm one of those people that said it for a long time. And I just, I'm beating a dead horse at this point. He's not what he once was. And why do I continually think that he's going to show up and score 30 points in a game? He's lost that quick first step. He's only going to get you like eight to 10 assists right now, it feels like. And so he's going to rely heavily on Maxi and Tobias. They might combine to give you 50, 60 points. Harden pours in another 20. But I don't have faith that the rest of the team's going to give them the scoring they need in a game like this. I also don't see Miami outright blowing them out. Butler had a great game too. I think he slows down a bit in this one. And so I like this game to be a 105 to 101 type finish, whoever it is that wins that game in that situation. So I'm going to roll with Miami and Philly under 210. And then Cleveland plus one plus one and a half versus Toronto at minus 150. Um, Gossman's going for Toronto, and I think that's why they're leaning so heavily on them to win this game. I think they could still win the game, but I like the fact that they have Bieber on the mound. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I'm going to take that run and a half that I can get on this one at minus 150. And hopefully Bieber pitches well. Maybe Toronto's offense isn't quite as powerful as we know they can be. They still haven't been as advertised yet this year. They're, you know, near the middle of the pack as far as runs per game goes. And so with Bieber going today, I like him to give them some issues. The odds on that parlay, if you take the over in the Phoenix Dallas, under in the Philly Miami, and then the Cleveland Guardians plus one and a half is plus 507. That is our play of the day for the competitive lay. We'll also be posting the hedge fans lay later on today. Now, if we're talking about Jays and Guardians potentially getting rained out, what's an alt lay play that you could roll with? I like the Oilers minus 140 today versus the Kings. I think the Kings got their game in this series. They might even win game four, but I do like the Oilers tonight. I just think they're the far superior team. I don't know how you lose six to nothing and then come back and give them a great performance. I mean, the only team that's really done that is Tampa, and they're the two-time defending cup champs, so I'm certainly not putting the LA Kings in that sort of category. So with that, let's have a great sports day. Let's have a great Friday. 
I mean, WNBA is back. We've got some playoff action. The NBA is finally back after a day off. Boy, did we wade through the waters yesterday of some betting lines uh, looking at that. We're even looking at tennis. Like, you know, it's a bad day when you're looking at the ATP. But let's have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the live show. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We go later on the weekends. We go a bit longer as well. Talk some future bets. Talk a little bit more in depth about these playoff matchups. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.